0: Watch Out for Fireballs will be at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, October 20th through the 22nd. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of cool shit that weekend. That Saturday, we're going to have a meetup. You can watch social media for details. Uh, that'll be fun. Come hang out with us. We are splitting that with the Retronauts boys. So it'll be uh, us and the and the Retronauts having fun, drinking beers, hanging out with you guys. Uh, that whole weekend, we will be uh, tabling. So come up and say Hi. We'll have buttons and stickers and stuff to give away, as well as uh, a contest, as always. Uh, and that contest has to do with WarioWare, the WarioWare series of games, which we're covering for the live show. Um, so come up, we'll have a cool prize. Uh, and then sometime during that weekend, we'll be doing a panel about WarioWare. Um, usually they put us on Sunday, so if you're coming up, you know, make sure you get tickets for the whole weekend. Don't just come for Friday and Saturday, or you will miss us, and it will break our hearts. Uh, come, come say hi though. We'd love to meet you. And it is, uh, consistently the highlight of my year. It's very fun. And, uh, I, we'd love to, uh, love to have you guys come out. Thanks. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are reading your responses to
1: Bat Month. Talking about the Sunsoft NES Batman game and
0: Batman Arkham Asylum. Did you have a good September, everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Good games. Um, yeah, good good games. Okay, month. Yeah. Great <laughs> month? No. Where did this year go, Gary? Yeah. Yeah, I, st- I still think of years somehow, like, not in terms of starting at New Year. Like, oh, yeah? A-, a lifetime of schooling has just made years feel like... They started, yeah. Yeah, like, right, at, you know, roughly. It doesn't feel like that's the beginning of the year, though. Right, yeah. I me, mean, um. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, but years are everything is arbitrary. Everything is yes. It is. It is a, a, a meaningless void. Um, <laughs> moving, moving on to uh, to contacts um, for everybody. Uh, I'll go ahead and get started here uh, with Kelvin, who says via contact. When I finally saw Tim Burton's Batman, my experience with this guy had just been the NES game and the Adam West Adventures. The movie confused me. Where was the part where Batman has to punch a wall to death? I learned around that time that films are often heavily edited, so I spread the rumor and also somehow convinced myself of it that there's a secret uncut version of the movie that contained the parts of the NES game that were not in the theatrical release. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, I I, I enjoy that a lot.
1: I love the idea of, like, unintentional auto-hypnosis, where you live a lie for so
0: long that it becomes the truth. Oh yeah, yeah like over memorizing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You million little pieces, or what have you, <laughs> or not like million little pieces. Like, um, what is that? Tom Brokaw, whoever that uh, one oh, journalist. Oh, Brian, Brian
1: Williams about, yeah, the, Brian about Williams, the helicopter. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The jet. Yeah, the jet. The, the, yeah, he got <laughs> shot down in a Top Gun. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Brian Williams got down in a Top Gun. I just, I just thought of a terrible joke, which is Top Gun. Uh, oh no, medium gun, low gun, too low gun. No,
0: not oh. Bad. But they they eject it safe. It's fine. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yes. Thank goodness for Ice Ooh. and the And the the bartenderman. Oh of course. Yes. Zoom guy. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> but that, that is that is uh that is very funny. Then a direct adaptation of the this uh game would be a thing. <laughs> yep. With uh with, with the Joker's
1: unrealistically long gun. Yeah. 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 Uh David writes via contact when I first got Arkham Asylum, I still only had an old SD TV. Uh, And the game was practically unplayable on it since all of the text and icons were unreadable. Um, I tried to hook my 360 up to my now wife's HD PC monitor uh, and messed up some kind of setting because the game looked perfect, but it was in black and white. I was then faced with a choice. Do I play a visually compromised version on the TV or in black and white on the monitor? The game was pretty fun in black and white. Yeah,
0: I I could I could see that really working.
1: I could see that being the case. Like the only thing that's like a bummer is the color coding and detective vision. But
0: even yeah. that, like there are like uh, luminance differences. Yeah, you'd it'd probably still work. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been wanting to get for a long time, like a uh, like an old PC monochrome monitor to run modern stuff through. Like I've seen YouTube videos of people who do it, mm-hmm. and like I like that aesthetic a whole lot. Oh, like a like an amber one or a green yeah, yeah, yeah. and and just like run, uh, you know modern ps4 games through through an adapter it's <laughs> like you can do and then just ha- like have it be this like you know i played that like i wouldn't want to do it necessarily for something that i'm playing for the first time but if i'm replaying something or playing something indie where it like visually doesn't really matter like mm-hmm. as an aesthetic i'm pretty into monochrome yeah yeah
1: no you should definitely go for uh go, go even more old school just like set up an array of nixie tubes and then
0: that way yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. get a uh, get an led display <laughs> like an led wall on a lot of jumbotron. <laughs> Through, through a series of light brights that like people people adjust in real time. You, you get some neighborhood kids to come in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my, what's, the, my, what's the
1: refresh rate on your monitor? Uh, it depends on how much Mountain to Timmy drinks that day. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Like, the um, that'd be pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a black and white TV up until way after they were in fashion. Like yeah, all through middle school, I had a black and white TV as the TV in my room. So. Uh, almost the entirety of me watching, um, Star Trek, the next generation, uh, and coach, uh, was in black and white. <laughs> so one of it, these things is not <laughs> like the other <laughs> blame, blame, uh, blame Fox, blame, blame, <laughs> blame Fox, uh, Chicago channel 10. The, um, but it was, it was awesome. Like black and like Star Trek the next generation works really well in black and white. Mm-hmm. Cause it's already kind of, you know, that show is so stiff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love. Uh, I mean, even just so many modern games have uh, have like the filters and stuff that lets you do that. Uh, yeah, had a lot of praise on the black and white mode for uh, L.A. Noir.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think that that's very cool. Yeah. I want to watch. Um, Fury Road has one of those. Yes. Uh, as well like the the Blu Ray. and I would like to check that out. Yeah, and you know, also the game is so like colorful and beautiful, but still.
1: Yeah. Also the the, the mist. I need to. I actually. I, oh, need, yeah. to,
0: I need to order that Blu Ray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Black and uh, so pro black and white. Pro black and white. I made the right choice. Give it to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, George has by contact. When I moved to Sweden in 2008, the only time I played games was online with my friends back in the states. Then Arkham Asylum came out, and I had to play it. When I was deep in the game, my fiance asked me about it. Without thinking, I started some comment with "We did something." She looks at uh, she looks at me funnily and says, "You and your friend Batman?" For a whole year, uh, her whole family would ask me how my buddy Bruce was doing. <laughs> oh see that's the kind of thing that like the you know if you have a
1: family that's going to latch onto that kind of stuff there are things that i said when i was mm, eight years old that i'm that that i'm still living down Mm -hmm.
0: and uh i don't know how i feel about that yeah yeah Yeah. i mean this is at least kind of harmless but like it doesn't matter when you're little no i i was like um like six or something and i remember asking um i had a new shirt that i liked and at a family reunion one of my uh cousins threw a water balloon at me and i really liked my shirt and i remember asking uh if water stained oh geez and uh and then, you know it's like I, I should have known like even at six like you should know but also i was just kind of like panicking
1: right right you know your, your first your first instinct is to protect the shirt yeah i was <laughs>
0: shirt first you know <laughs> and uh i you know i that, that became a, a make fun of me kind of thing right right
1: because uh, you're a six-year-old yeah, because yeah, I,
0: was, I was dumb. But I mean, it's a little six-year-old. Oh. Yeah,
1: true. True yeah. sure enough. Um, Martin writes via contact, Arkham Asylum is the first and only game that I've enjoyed so much that my first act after completing it was to immediately start again on hard mode rather than move on to something else. And I never play anything on hard. Who has the time? Uh, I played it on that crazy, ill-fated on-live system, for that matter, which handle, which handled it in Arkham City surprisingly
0: well. Hmm. remember on live yeah kind of yeah like well it
1: became playstation now
0: womp yeah womp. yeah i don't um i've never messed with any of that i haven't done any like streaming of games No. Yeah. like i know it's possible but i don't really see the you know why yeah um and ps now is also like not as cheap as i want it to be they have all oh, those no. uh, the ps2 classics and, and stuff for rental mm-hmm. uh you can buy those or you can rent them And it's like the rental prices are not good. Now it's like $5 for two days or something. Yeah. Which, oh, a PS2 game, bro. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't, uh, I've had games where I do that, but I tend to, when I start over a game and like it that much, they tend to have a different kind of play mode. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I I play Dishonored 2 with the other character, things like that. Like, I'm going to play through this with a different power set or a different, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Or Resident Evil 2, that kind of thing. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. But I can see it. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan says by contact Arkham Asylum is a game that holds a lot of meaning for me I'd always been a Batman fan especially when I was little but when this game came out my freshman year of college it reawakened that love in a big way I dove headfirst into the world crushing bad guys, solving riddles and listening to audio logs while it's a bad decision to keep you trapped in a menu while listening to said audio logs I found the hand drawn character art fun to look at and more charming than the 3D models used in subsequent games uh, subsequent games the boss fights are also undeservedly infamous or deservedly infamous, but I'll always remember this game for sucking me back into the Dark Knight's deep universe. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, I don't remember exactly what was going on with Batman when this came out, like the the comics and kind of the property mm-hmm. as far as it being in a cartoon or, or anything like that. But I imagine this got a lot of people kind of just back into Batman. I could you see know, it. Um, you know, a lot, yeah,
1: like the like the bigger thing would be the movies, but those are so separate from everything else.
0: Yeah, the the movie's probably – this was a, a part of, like, a larger Batman renaissance, though, and probably got a lot of people who read the comics a lot when they were younger yeah. or enjoyed the animated series to be like, oh, yeah, Batman, fuck. This is yeah.
1: not your
0: father's Batman. No. <laughs> no. Um, oh, it's a shame no.
1: we never got a good Batman Beyond game.
0: I don't know. You know, Batman Beyond, I only know it based on um, seeing the designs for the toys. Hmm. And they're ludicrous like it, there's like it's like the Riddler is is a sentient computer virus and like the toy for it is this weird spider thing mm-hmm. like they are, I just remember being like oh this is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen yeah like, it, might, it might be like a like an age gap thing i i, yeah. I remember really enjoying it um I mean it, yeah it it's not bad on on the surface it just is a design thing you know there's no context yeah, yeah, in a yeah. toy like so yeah
1: um weird autumn right uh, via contact mm. saying, I love the Arkham the Arkham games, uh, but I've always kind of hated the Arkham aesthetic, especially the character designs. The female character designs are self evidently terrible, but I don't love the way all of the male, the male characters are muscle fetish, testosterone monsters either. Uh, and this portrayal of Batman has a distressing lack of compassion or humanity. That's fine for a game about punching people in the head until they stop moving, I guess. Uh, but it kind of brings out the worst elements of the character's politics in a way that makes the whole you-are-Batman empowerment fantasy a little uncomfortable. There's good games uh, – or sorry, they're good games to be sure. I just wish the stuff around the game bits uh, didn't make me feel a little queasy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see – I I think that for me, like, so that's a thing uh, in general that I have to deal with before I enjoy any Batman stuff. yeah. So even the humanity of the character, so like portrayals that are a little bit less, you know, beef boy and and thundercakes and and that kind of thing, um, I have to just be like, Batman is kind of explicitly a, you know, a anti might makes right, you know, we're gonna we're gonna stop criminals just simply by punching them, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Like that's you know, this is not going to be a, a particularly woke superhero
1: no and when that's in service of taking down the joker okay whatever but there's an awful lot of you just kind of dudes on the street
0: (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot a lot of henchmen and stuff and even you know in the movies weirdly enough like even have like a lighter touch with that like there's that part where you know batman's gonna beat the shit out of uh you know one of his henchmen and like um i think the you know harvey dent stops him and is like Mm -hmm. yeah this guy is like a, a a mentally unwell veteran You know, like the Joker preys on people like this. Are you just going to beat the shit out of this guy? Like Mm -hmm. they're victims, too. Yeah. And the games never deal with that. It's just like a a series of like beefy thugs. Mm -hmm. So I I think that this the point that uh, Autumn's making is like I feel that, too. I just I just rectify that in my brain and then kind of shut it off and go forward to play the game. Yeah. Um, Not that necessarily like, you know, it's worth talking about. And I, I notice it, too. Mm hmm. Um, but it is, uh, it's just like I like have to deal with before I even set foot in the door.
1: Yeah. It's a necessary compartmentalization. And I wonder if that would be the case if we didn't just grow up with Batman as this ubiquitous cultural icon. Yeah, if, totally. If we were presented somebody, you know, it, like my reaction to spawn would probably be really similar, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing. Yeah. Um, it's also, and then just aesthetically too, like, it's another thing where it's it's i guess there's a lot of just kind of uh you know baggage i I have to kind of just like not deal with and and stick aside to come in because when I look at the character designs which i also don't don't love you mm. know we we talked about the everything being wet um <laughs> kind of thing it, and it's just like well at least it's not gears of war which is impossible to look at right you know gear, you know like gears of war it's like oh I can't look at somebody who looks like that like that's yeah. too far this is at least it's like a neighboring country. Smaller. It's
1: not in the same zip code, but
0: it's uh, you know, one of them is the ultimate form of an altered beast guy, and the other one's like one step lower. <laughs> so it's still silly, but it's just not like, oh man, I this is an aesthetic crime. Yeah, you know. So yep. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you're not you're you're not wrong on them. No, no. Um, I was, and like the thing too, though, is like if they had done a game that doesn't um do the Batman empowerment stuff like that. It would kind of weirdly not be true to the character. Like, you know, after we recorded the episodes, a lot of people were like, you don't know shit about Batman comics. And it's like, well, you know, I have a sample. I have a a survey sampling Mm -hmm. uh, throughout Batman's career. Like, I know I haven't read, you know, read it regularly, but I read comfortably read Batman arcs from almost every major Batman era. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in no time do they, I feel like, meaningfully deal with this this issue. Like, there are times where it's more aware of it, and there are times where Batman does kind of – it's a little bit more aware of it, but he's still punching people who are probably ultimately victims, and he never sells the Batmobile and solves poverty, Mm -hmm. you know, which is what what I would want. So, like, if they had done that version of the game, it weirdly would not be true to the character, so it would make it kind of, like, maybe a better less troubling kind of proposition, but a worse adaptation. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a worse idea, you know – for like a product you know yeah or even even if it had been a fine idea for a product it would have been a worse batman product right right. because a lot of this stuff is just kind of part and parcel to the character Mm -hmm. you know and and maybe i mean there might be arcs where that that ends up not being true but he tends to kind of regress to especially with the way that dc is constantly rebooting everything like regress to a guy who like deals with with threats that are worth using violence upon mm-hmm. in a serious way but there is like collateral damage and there are always going to be henchmen and there's always going to be like low-life thugs and mobsters and stuff that yeah you know just get choked out and have brain damage and right right who are never going to be able to walk again you know that's, absolutely uh, yeah that's just because the, no, the way it rolls it gets, yeah i get dropped like that is just feels like part and parcel of the character mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: I don't know like th- th- that reaction was confusing to me because I don't recall us ever saying um that we were batman experts or anything uh i definitely no, I, I, I i definitely you know put it on my sleeve that i only know not the, put the movies in the
0: animated series it was, it was probably me more like i said that i've yeah. read the comics and i don't like a lot of the comics
1: right, right i think that
0: got transitioned into there are no good batman comics which i don't think i said right uh, but I, I might have said like i haven't read a lot of good comic books or comics or i might have said and there are no good batman comics like i've read a bunch of them and a bunch of them aren't very good and then just kind of dialed you know said the exaggerated version as an emotional reaction and then dialed it back to the actual opinion
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you so know? you know it the, the, this should go without saying but sometimes you have to refresh it like you can like batman as a character we're not gonna take that from you it should probably come along with some healthy skepticism about what's being conveyed in this but like we don't you know like you shouldn't feel bad for enjoying a batman story oh yeah yeah well and,
0: and also like just because i like different comics than you doesn't mean shit right you know it's like i like you, they're probably comics i like that that you know that you don't like it's fine mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter yeah um the uh it's, it's also too when that happened a lot of people brought up like long halloween which is is a self-contained okay batman story that has some real like jeff Loeb stink on it uh who is a, one of the worst comic writers that i've ever had the displeasure of reading like what has he done that i might know I, probably probably this like if you knew anything okay that, he, that he's done this is the thing he's most famous for he went on to do one of i think one of the worst comic books ever written which is the third series of the ultimates okay uh the ultimate series one and two are both very good it's it's mark millar or mark miller however you pronounce it mm-hmm. uh who is problematic but those are really fun like big dumb superhero comics uh the third series is absolutely ludicrous mm. like it is it is extremely bad comics yeah uh down at like the like the like it's a major like shock moment where the blob eats the wasp mm. and it's like it's just portrayed as like this really really gross like uh masochistic thing yeah you know and it's like this is like that's a it's like a fourth tier member of the brotherhood of evil mutants you <laughs> just up eating avenger you know like yeah. come on like this is a shitty end for that character right um but yeah so it, it's a uh, long halloween like looks real pretty though mm-hmm. you know I don't know. Yeah, it, it's but I'm, I'm familiar with like a lot of the stories that are considered to be the best Batman stories. Yeah, not that yeah. I don't. You know, if there are other ones I don't know about, like it's not that I don't want to know about them, you know, mm-hmm. but um Benedict says via contact. I replayed played both Arkham Asylum and Arkham City earlier this year? i was surprised by how much more enjoyable I found City this time around. I remember thinking at the time that Asylum was much richer in ideas, but having played them back to back, I think that was an unfair comparison as much more of the content in the sequel is optional. However, the sense of scale in the first game is more appealing to me. The uh, constant small scale threat to individuals and the focused shorter time period of the story really makes it feel like a comic arc to me, whereas the later games ramp up the stakes to near blockbuster levels. As a side note, I'm really enjoying WAF 2.0 so far. The weekly episodes are great, and I hope it's being received well. Thanks. Thank you. I normally cut the praise out at the end of these, but this
1: is, you know, we're still early on in this, um, yeah. and any indication we can get is good. And if you have thoughts on this new format, let us know.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, um, yeah, and I, I I agree about those two things. In just that, like I think Asylum is a much better game, but if you know that restraint and stuff is cool. Do you think City is a much better game? Or City, yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, I think City is a much better game. I think it's, the restraint of Asylum and the time period stuff is cool, mm-hmm. and the the scale and the, you know the series would go on to show us the dangers of like not having a, a constrained scale. <laughs> you know, as it would go right. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I think those are uh, well-observed.
1: hmm Yeah. Um, Corbin writes via contact saying, Batman Arkham Asylum is a strange game. Going back to it, it feels very generic, but that's only because so many games ripped off huge elements of it. It was the genesis point for the new style open-world sandbox game in a lot of ways, uh, and the fast-paced, counter-based, flashy melee combat is seen today in games from Assassin's Creed to Hellblade. However, the boss fights range between boring and infuriating, and the story isn't quite as clever as it thinks it is. But overall, it's a very good game and something that nails the Batman feel more than anything before it had, except for the best episodes of the animated series. Yeah, agreed. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, kind of, uh, I kind of wonder, like, is, is the animated series on Netflix and how long will it be on there? Because everything I like is not on Netflix anymore
0: i i don't know when when i got uh divorced i downloaded a torrent of it mm. um so i downloaded a torrent of it and had a summer of like mastering the binding of isaac while an episode of batman the animated series played the other window <laughs> for the entire summer you know and that's where of the, of the like 1500 hours i put in all the versions of isaac that's where like the first you know 700 came from yeah that was the underpinning so, yeah <laughs> um yeah so i don't know i don't know if it's on netflix though um <laughs> well well, worth a watch it is like that that's that series gets tons of praise and it it deserves all of it especially if you're like a big animation fan mm-hmm. um it's full i think it's kind of foolish to think that there aren't like kind of ho-hum episodes of it oh for sure yeah you know but like going back like you know how like uh dvd you know back in the world of dvds there'd be like those best of
1: mm-hmm. yeah know, DVDs yeah is it's like like, like,
0: like here, here are three episodes of the simpsons that are themed loosely. yeah yeah even even that with like like, a, I would like a DVD that's like, here's the 10 best like Batman animated series mm-hmm. episodes. Like, here are the, the major villain origin stories, and then, you know, a couple of their hand picked ones. Mm-hmm. And that would be a great, you know, or like the Saturday Night Live commercial compilations. would be like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think
1: that'd be really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, that exists, but it's probably like somebody's watch list that they have on their blog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the origins are, are definitely the most memorable and strongest ones uh, mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I just remember liking the Clayface one an awful lot. It's really good. Yeah. Clayface one. The Mantatter one's really good sad and good. Mr. Mm-hmm. Freeze one's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Was young almost made me cry. <laughs> like, dude messed up. Yeah. Um thanks, Corbin. <laughs> good, uh, good stuff. Uh that is you this for is me. Ben, yes. Uh Ben says by contact. Having cut my teeth on the Batman game for Commodore sixty four and being eleven years old when Tim Burton's Batman movie was released, I was in the prime age for this game when it dropped. I knew that it was Sunsoft, a.k.a. the company that made the the Gremlins 2 game, an absolute favorite of my best friend and I. So when I first played the NES game, I was strangely disappointed. Batman was a lavender-plotting Belmont of a hero. He carried several (laughs) guns, and the soundtrack was like somebody tried to copy the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game soundtrack while exercising all the fun. Um, I gave it a pass. That was what was me that was editorializing. Uh, I was a dumb kid. Because on playing this game again, to follow along with your show, I realized that it was actually a gem. Deliberately paced, well-constructed, and darkly gorgeous. The fact that Batman keeps finding himself fighting Mega Man bosses didn't bother me, (laughs) since it's clear that this game was a labor of love by people who probably only had access to some promotional material. I played for a few hours and got to the Joker before realizing that YouTube exists, and I don't need to put myself through the hatefully hard final level anymore. Exactly. Uh, Still, I consider it a childhood redemption. Also, Arkham Asylum, my favorite non-cartoon Batman. Yeah. Um, yeah. YouTube is the secret cheat code to get to the ending of any game <laughs> that is being disrespectful of your time. Yep. So, yeah, uh, I, I would say, you know, even
1: if you have to uh, save Scum through the final uh, episode, final level um, of mm-hmm. Batman, it's
0: good. That boss fight. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, the boss fight is not is not yeah. good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I get I can definitely see it. Also, uh, Gremlins 2 is a real good game. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, we did. A, we We did a uh, adric suffering about it
0: oh yeah did we do we do the nes version or did we do the game boy uh we, we
1: we looked at we looked at both okay yeah because the game boy one is good as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah if i recall yeah the 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 uh
1: side scroller yeah yeah no we thought we we, yep, we did that it was like cool. last year or the year before it i don't know time is meaningless i i,
0: yeah, I don't ever i don't have memory <laughs> of what happens in my past
1: yeah or future i only have memories of the future it's quite strange yes. I'm yeah, Merlin.
0: That, that, the Klaxon's album. Like, <laughs> Is that a Klaxon album? That was a deep pull if I if I managed to, just <laughs> if you managed to that, stick that landing. Yeah, did did I let me uh, <laughs> let's see what that that is. There's the future New York? Watch book yeah, there's this um music code. Um so it is an mm. album. I don't think it's a klaxon album. Mm. Um wait, wait, wait. Future, they have future memories. Uh, Future memories. So, fuck, okay. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I give you partial credit for that. give you a 75. I mean, like, and and I get a check from Klaxons, because people haven't been, no one's asked about those guys in quite a while.
1: (laughs) Have you fed your Klaxons? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. (laughs) Um, um, Let's see here. Kyle writes, fun fact, the North American release of Dissidia came out the same day as Arkham Asylum. It also happened to be the same day my sister was born three months mature, premature, premature. Um, therefore, Arkham Asylum and my sister's birth are linked in my mind. While nothing like Arkham, I spent a lot of time driving to and walking around the hospital where my mother and sister spent a few months recovering. Being the eldest of four in a single parent household, I didn't have much time to myself as I spent most of my time on trips to the hospital, feeding and taking care of my younger siblings. Uh, And my first year of college. Wow. Um, Yet Arkham Asylum provided a reprieve from my life, strangely enough. I don't often seek power fantasies from games, uh, but this is one of the times it really worked for me. Asylum does an amazing job of making you feel like Batman. For every type of enemy, there is a move or gadget to disempower them. The puzzles aren't hard, but they're satisfying to figure out. I've replayed it about three times and find that it doesn't quite hold up in light of what came after. Outside of the scarecrow fight, the boss fu- the boss battles aren't imaginative, aren't imaginative, or that fun. Um, and even the scarecrow fright, uh, fight fight. We're uh,
0: good. That's a, like We're leaving that in. Like, even if, if, oh, if, oh, for sure. We're yeah. on a marker. A scarecrow Fright. <laughs> scarecrow Fright. <laughs> I'm suffering from Scarecrow Fright.
1: <laughs> uh, that fight relies on Bat-Lore uh, that is well-worn and unoriginal. Uh, the combat is simplistic and potentially button-mashy, uh, but is more satisfying in City before the bloat of semi-combat options in Night. Overall, Asylum's greatest strength is establishing a mood and sense of place and making you feel like Batman, systematically taking down each foe. A serious house indeed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love uh, games like associated with memories like that. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it is a negative memory, like yeah. it's weird the way those things tie. Sounds like a, a,
1: a trying time. I remember, uh, oh gosh, my grandma had a heart attack around the time that Rock Band came out. Mm. and I, it was like i was home for thanksgiving break it was like my freshman year of college or sophomore year of college and then like i was home home for a break and i would brought home the, the the set and my time was just split between playing rock band and then being at the hospital to like help them out
0: yeah yeah it's it's, it's a it's a it's a hard thing man mm-hmm. the uh so i get it mm-hmm. um Yeah, uh, I might not pronounce this correctly, so I I apologize in advance. Uh, Aditya, um, I believe, says via contact. "Uh, Hi there, first-time responder, Uh, but I couldn't help but say something about the Arkham games because, man, I love them so much both to play and talk about. I was lucky enough to get the game right around the time I started to look at games to see how they worked. And Arkham Asylum was able to highlight an important part of game design, Balancing Challenge. See, I found the game super engrossing, but never very hard, because it nails that empowerment from controlling a superhero almost too well. The gameplay loop didn't just make you feel like Batman, it made you want to play like Batman, to strike fear and dispense justice from the shadows, rather than charging ahead first. The thing is, that's exactly the problem. The game empowered me so much with the gadgets and raw strength that I didn't feel like there was significant conflict. Of course, I could escape uh, Arkham, I'm Batman. I certainly died but mostly because I pressed the wrong button and glided out into the middle of a group of gun-wielding enemies or something (laughs) like that. Uh, The game was still incredibly fun, but by the end it became a bit stale as the challenge never ramped up. Difficulty was sacrificed for avatar power. I still love Arkham Asylum, but to me it was the clearest example of how important it is that you balance challenge and empowerment in games. If the game had been a bit harder, you could still play like Batman, but actually feel like you're struggling to survive on the island, like the Joker has you trapped and you have to earn your way out. I think there was so much focus on being Batman, which they did great, or which they did great on, uh, that there was less focus on that balance. Just like with superheroes and other media, it's really easy to make the main character incredibly strong. Making them vulnerable at the same time is a bit harder. Yeah, yeah that, is a, that is a good response. I I find for me that like when people fuck up that balance you're talking about, they do it more pressing on the scales too hard near the end of things mm-hmm. for me than not pressing the scales enough. And I prefer a game to feel cool and be too easy than to be too hard. Yeah. Uh, like in general, like I, I, you know, and that could be a new thing. Like, you know, that could be uh, just like Scars of the Ring City, like just running deep, you know, like just, <laughs> just that blood poisoning. Yeah. Just, just marked by, you know, by fucking Ring City. But like <laughs> it's, you know, and I like I like hard games and I like doing shit before, you know, you're supposed to be all doing it, do it. And I love like challenges you have to think about. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, like we talk about this all the time with RPGs. Like they're too easy a lot of the time, and that's what bothers me. Is like you don't actually have to think to play them, and that kills it for me. You know, so I, I definitely appreciate that. But I, I, it's interesting. This is an example that like starts too easy and remains too easy, as opposed to starts kind of right and gets too hard, which I think is more common. Yeah. In games,
1: I'd rather. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I would rather the rail be greased. I mean, ideally what you want is something like an re four or a god hand that adapts to you you know or gives yeah. you the ability to you know uh make your own sunday right or yeah. you know have somebody uh
0: look at your performance and give you the sunday based on how, how you how you based have done. your needs yes. like a nutritionist like a sunday like a specific nutritionist kind of thing right ice cream nutritionist yeah yeah <laughs> which is just a big sign that says no yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, like our our nutritionist at Goldstone are willing to give you the Sunday that you've got to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah. Um. yeah, uh so I don't know that I would say the game is too easy, but I think that what you're responding to is that they are designing it around a particular kind of low friction style of play um well, that I don't think would actually be mitigated by jumping up like a difficulty level,
0: right? What they also do, too, in this is they're counting on you to want to engage in this in, like, a 70-30, a like, regular console game and arcade game split and make up that difficulty and kind of self-challenge. Like, I think they want you to be like, what's the highest combo I can get? Yeah, yeah. You know, things like that. Like, they want you to uh, engage with the systems in a way that sometimes, like, and I'm I'm sympathetic to just, like, I I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, I, a lot of times I just don't want to do that. And I just no. kind of want to get the game. I mean, you know, like you, you brought a Rock Band earlier. Like, I just want to get through the song and have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I never play those games for high score. Right. Um, I just want to be able to hit all the notes and feel like I'm playing an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and but they, that's that's a little bit different because they don't feel too easy. But like, I think that's what this tries to do, whether it's successful or not, mm-hmm. is have that kind of like, oh, you can get through a fight perfectly with never missing, and that's where that extra challenge comes from. Yeah, yeah. And if that's not your particular carrot, then. Yeah, just getting through it is 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 pretty easy. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, um, so we we've announced our games for November, or we're announcing oh, them yeah, at the end. Yeah, we're announcing at the end. Um, so uh, one of the games we played. Well, I mean, I guess I can't. This is relates to this this topic, so I'm just gonna announce it now. Yeah. I don't, like people who are gonna listen to this will listen to the end. Um, so one of the games is Transistor by Supergiant, and uh, they have the like difficulty modifiers in it, and because mm-hmm. I'd already played that game to replay it for the show and refresh my memory, I didn't activate any of them. Um, I was just like, I've I've done this Um, that makes that game very easy I think yeah Um, but it was fine because I'm like I just want to mess around with this insanely good combat system and try to you know drink in this like lore and atmosphere Mm -hmm. you know so it ended up working for me but the first time through because I I do find that combat system so engaging and like Mm -hmm. really really fun to puzzle out I used every limiter I could yeah um, and and made it that so even down to individual playthrough it can kind of you know, change for me where I'm going to put my emphasis. And like, I think with Arkham As- Asylum, like, you know, if I just kind of want to get through it and get through the story and have some fun being Batman, like, that's not mm-hmm. even like a bad thing either. Yeah. You know, um, they were that, and they were going for that. Like that's a going for what you're talking about. Like that you're trapped on the Island. You have to be very resourceful is like a different kind of game. They've never actually made. Right. You know, none of the, the Arkham games are like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Not that it wouldn't be cool, but it's like a very <laughs> different thing. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for writing, um, and thank you for saying you're a first-time responder
1: because that saved me from saying I think this person's
0: new. Yeah, and uh, you know, first first responders are very valuable and like it's an admirable little job. So.
1: Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) That was dumb. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Doug writes via contact. The Arkham franchise is extraordinary in one key respect: it's the first time I truly felt like a superhero in a game. Games are, uh, at least to some degree, about wish fulfillment through superhuman capabilities, and yet, the vast majority of licensed superhero games fall flat. Even those that are competent still often fail at this marriage between character and gameplay. Sonic is faster than a speeding bullet. The Final Fantasy VI crew is more powerful than a (laughs) locom... That's a good one, man. That's pretty good. Yeah uh the final Final fantasy 6 crew is more powerful than a locomotive um mario is able to leap tall buildings in a single bound so why the fuck can't, can't anyone get superman to do it that's why arkham is such a special synergy of a licensed property and gameplay mechanics uh the combat has often been imitated but killing orcs and mordor while fun still maps onto batman's character and style way better you can be stealthy you can be the world's greatest detective and all in a way that not only mirrors what Batman does, uh, but what it feels like to be Batman doing it. It's somewhat surprising, therefore, uh, that there hasn't been more licensed superhero properties uh, that take the same approach successfully. The upcoming Spider-Man game at least appears to be headed in the right direction, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on what franchise would benefit most from the Arkham treatment, and why the franchise seems to remain a -a one-of-a-kind uh, seems to remain one of a kind for Arkham games later uh, as always.
0: Um, there we go. Some nice words there that I forgot to cut out. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, so. Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if I, I buy the premise that other, like it is rare that superhero games get this, but like we talked about it during the episode, mm-hmm. Um Spider-Man two feels really Spider-Man. Yeah. To me. Um, hulk ultimate destruction feels really hawky. very hulky you know like extremely hulky <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know you like rip a semi in half and use part of it to skateboard down the street to like yeah. swing a tank around by the the barrel into a you know mm-hmm. a helicopter like it's extremely hulky yeah and you press a different button you rip the semi in half and use both sides as boxing gloves yeah it that that game's very good it's So <laughs> like good. So, someday we should do ultimate destruction because i oh, yeah. i could stand to revisit that and that, that's i know we did crack down but they're they share DNA, but they're not exactly mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Um, but the uh, so I think that there are games that do it. It is rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think we're kind of due for some more of these kind of revisits because, uh, you know, uh, the PS3 gen, um, with uh, uh, with the exception of Arkham, and then PS4 gen has been really shitty about superhero games. Yeah. Um, but we had a time where we were kind of fainting towards doing it right. 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 Yeah, this,
1: um, I think we mentioned it during the main episode, one of them anyway, like studios just stopped trying to do this because yeah. the dev the dev cycle for a game is so much longer than, you know, it takes to even go from, you know, concept to post-production in a movie, you know, they just can't, yeah. they can't land, land that plane. And other properties that I wish got a better treatment, yeah, I would love to see a non-ARPG version of the X-Men, like those X-Men games are mm-hmm. really good. Um, but like, it'd be awesome to have those like in a character action
0: game that wasn't, you know, Wolverine God of warring it, you know, I would, I would, I, the X-Men destiny has such a shitty, it sucks that that was so bad because Mm -hmm. if you made that a robust, like the character creation, wasn't just like pick whether you want to shoot rocks or shoot magnets or whatever the, the two things, the two characters could do Mm -hmm. in that. Um, if it was just like, Hey, here's a pretty robust, like city of heroes, esque power thing. And you are a new X-Men. Yeah. Um, and do that, you know, even as an ARPG, or like do it as like a Skyrim.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Do like, it like yeah. a like a vent crawler or something like that. Yeah,
0: like a, a you know I've I've said I want you know ultimate like ultimate game for me that I is like right now on my dream wish list is a D and D based like vent, you know vent crawler immersive sim mm-hmm. that takes place in Faerun. Like hey you're you're a thief go live in this world. Hey, you're a ranger. Go live in this world. Yeah. But the, um, I would love to do an X-Men version of that. That was like, took that premise of like, Hey, you're the new Mm X-Men, you know, you're the, you're the new recruit. Um, but did like, you know, RPG elements and training and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, extremely good. Hey Gary,
1: how's the telltale Batman game?
0: I've only played the first episode. Um, it was okay. It, uh, it has a feeling, you know. I, I'm going to go back to it at some point, like when I'm in a in a Telltale mood. Yeah,
1: like I got um, it in a bundle or something like that. At least the first uh, the first um, season,
0: I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing that's out. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the the action didn't work for me. There was like slightly more. It was like you know, mostly you know, a lot of people said like, oh, it's more like a Bruce Wayne game than a Batman game. That's true, and it, it's probably like you are. And this is this is all episode one, so you know, take this with a grain of salt, but it was probably you spent 75% of your time being Bruce Wayne. Okay. And all that stuff worked real well. And the 25% of the time you spent being Batman didn't work for me at all Ugh. in it. Like it was, Man. you know, telltale action in a way that just wasn't very fun. It didn't do like the Wolf Among Us like kind of tough guy bar fight stuff that I think actually kind of works. Right. Um, hmm. yeah, that was neither here
1: nor there. Like that wasn't related to the thing. I was just, oh, that yeah. came up earlier in my mind that I want to make sure we got it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the uh, I would love to see X Men though. That's because that's mm-hmm. my my superhero deal. Yeah. Um, you could all I mean, I would love to see a Hawkeye game too, especially now that yeah. Hawkeye is like
1: Yeah, it has ascended. that indie
0: cachet. Yeah. Yeah, like a, like a Matt Fraction kind of story based Hawkeye, but still had M- mimicking that you know, art, mimicking that art style. Oh, beats still my oh, heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it would be it would be in my archery wheelhouse. Uh huh. <laughs> you know? Oh God! Like. Yeah. That's the thing, because Doug mentioned Shadow of Mordor, and, like, I think Shadow of Mordor actually does feel really like I imagine a character in that world taking things down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the addition of archery makes that, like, you know, as far as how to play, like, the story in that game is ridiculous. I think City is cooler atmosphere and stuff-wise, but Mm the actual play, like, you know, uh, Shadow of Mordor is a really good, like, taken-down Outpost game. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of it's the addition of, like, ranged combat. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, like range stuff lets you set up situations so much better, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. It makes a big difference, like having a a ranged option. So, um, yeah, Uh, Greg says by contact. I first got the NES Batman game shortly after it came out in early 1991, just after I turned 14. Again, thanks to my mom managing her video store. I'd seen the recent Batman movie and loved it. And even though I wasn't a big Batman fan. Even as a kid, I preferred Marvel over DC. I had read some of the comics and enjoyed the cheesy 60s show and movie as well, and I'd been drooling over the pictures and detail given of the game in issues of Nintendo Power. The game really sounded like a lot of fun, and I was totally in a platforming mood at the time, with uh, all the good, really good platform games coming out for the system. I wasn't disappointed by the game. The graphics were really good for a midlife NES game, and the soundtrack was totally awesome and remains one of my favorite NES soundtracks. The gameplay was fast and furious and fun, and the difficulty ramped up very well. You could always tell a Sunsoft game by the music used in it, the style, and how it sounded, uh, and all that. Just like how you could t- what with a Konami or Capcom game. And this game was the same way. The bosses were tough until you learned the pattern, and you had to master the wall jump in this game to beat it. Much like doing in the uh, doing that in the first Ninja Gaiden. The last stage is brutal in its difficulty, and I'd rank it up there in the top ten for most difficult NES games. However, a cool thing about the game is that the difficulty seemed fair. The AI didn't cheat and didn't make you feel like you couldn't do something. Rather, it was like you knew what you had to do and how you messed up. And if you could get it, just get it down uh, the proper move or action to take with trial trial and error, you could get through it perfectly. Uh, In this way, the game kept you coming back for more. I personally consider the original Ninja Gaiden and Battletoads and Silver Surfer to be harder NES games. Uh, All games I beat uh, back in the day. Back in the day. Thank you. I've never seen B.I.T. Uh, back in the day. Uh, the last two bosses of the Batman game are quite easy once you learn the patterns and know what to do to defeat them. And the ending is quite good. Uh, I'm sure you guys are going to find this in your research, but the original prototype of the game, uh, which is out there as a ROM, didn't have the final battle against the Joker. Instead, it ended after the last boss you defeated and you defeated the Joker in a cutscene. I'm glad they changed it so you get to fight him again. Also, I thought the sequel on the uh, NES and Batman Returns were also quite good games, and the Batman game on the Game Boy is also a blast. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I think Battletoads is harder than this. Battletoads is like some bullshit, (laughs) Uh, but this I I find this like this. I guess like Battletoads is is slightly more unfair feeling. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes
1: more than this does. Like I think that the Batman NES game, yeah, it's it's more it's more of an intricate machine.
0: Yeah, and and Battletoads is is much more like actual, just kind of trial and error. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. But Ninja Gaiden is a good comparison, I think. Mm-hmm. The Silver Surfer is a hateful nonsense, like mass. Like nobody should play Silver Surfer. No, that's a terrible game. <laughs> like it is. <laughs> like, it's it would it would be such a bad, boring edge suffering too? Because it's like nobody can get past the first level of that. Right. And we talk about the music being good, and then we it'd just be us like emptying out our heads, everything we know about the Silver Surfer. Right, right. The, the, so. That it's the it's the favorite superhero of,
1: pretent- of pretentious people. That's right. I'll pick a fight. No, is I that won't. true? That's all that I know. It seems like a,
0: it's, it. Seems like a strange one to pick as your favorite to me. I've have n- never heard anyone say their favorite superhero was the Silver Surfer. I could see it. I mean, I, I can imagine a world in which it is possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that,
1: that, that, that is not a comment made in basis of fact. Or okay, I was, I I was just wondering
0: whether somebody had been like, yeah, man, but if <laughs> if Surfer if Dog. It's it's, rad. Um It was Silver Surfer. If one of my bullies was a Silver
1: Surfer fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's up, little fire lord?
0: You're not gonna be the real herald of Galactus anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's
1: it. Yep. Uh, so thank you, everybody. If you have any thoughts about Resident Evil 3, Code Veronica, or 7, uh, get them in to TV slash contact by October the 15th.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're doing during October, uh, Resident Evil month. Um, what we're doing in November, uh, which you'll have to get these in by November fifteenth, 15th, um, is, uh, as we mentioned, um well actually cole knows the order we're doing these then yes i do so, and you so you, you had it right start. as you mentioned
1: um transistor which is an executive produced
0: game uh requested by john colbert mm-hmm. and th- yeah thank you john for giving us an excuse to replay this because uh mm-hmm. i played it back when we covered it on comrade and uh but i, I had, was looking forward to playing it again i had never played it at all
1: so i'm happy me,
0: <laughs> it's it's very up your alley I think <laughs> you know what my schedule's like. Come on, <laughs> no, I know, but I just i was surprised you didn't play it when it came out. Yeah, Not like why you'd have just like find time for it. Yeah, now. yeah,
1: no, that's um, uh, but no, it's uh, it is, Yeah, we, we shouldn't make any um, bones about it. We're both quite ahead. Uh, Transistor mm-hmm. is a beautiful game and I love its systems, like the, uh, the combat
0: really does it for me. I think uh, Transistor is a wonderful, and we'll talk about this more. Uh, but the thing that I realized, um, is that the uh, there are so many. I kept finding abilities and combinations of abilities that felt broken mm-hmm. and then realized that this is a great example of a game that is about expression as opposed to challenge where mm-hmm. uh, it is just about finding these cool combinations. It doesn't really matter that they're balanced. It's just like experimenting and it's like, wow, all of these cool ideas I have for a build work and they're all <laughs> fun and awesome. Yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah, I, I love that game. No. It's when um, uh, Pyre came out recently, there was kind of a backlash on Twitter, like a lot of, big games <sighs> press people came up and were like yeah despite you know not liking bastion and transistor i'm interested in this And i'm like eh, what? you didn't like bastion I'm, transistor like i mean okay like on, I,
1: I, I understand the backlash you have to have a lash like everybody was real enthusiastic about these like maybe in press when they first came out yeah i'd I,
0: I have no time for backlash i'm sorry Yeah, okay. i'm just kind of curious as to it's, it was just very surprising to me like a lot of people who's who like games and whose opinions i generally trust were just mm-hmm. like yeah i thought transistor was not very good i'm like Man, I don't. What didn't you like about Transistor? Yeah. I thought it was super fun. Yeah. I, there are people who don't um, like the the primary mechanic, like the planning pause thing. Like, mm-hmm. I know people who tried to play it without that because they felt that was too fiddly somehow, hmm. and it is very very hard to play without that. and I don't understand why you would do that.
1: Yeah, all the powers are tuned um, around that kind of pace.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and and like being able to subvert it and stuff. We'll talk about it at length, but it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I think the game has a lot of depth and. I was kind of surprised that it, uh, you know, that it has its haters. Yeah, you know, everybody yeah. has haters. You know, every game has haters. But so. Yep.
1: yep. Um, after that, we are doing a relatively newer game, but it's one that um, Gary, I know you love. And I was very excited to
0: play a much in the same vein as Transistor, I guess. Uh, Thimbleweed Park. Mm hmm. I like how this is kind of like maintaining our like roughly one new game a month, <laughs> you know, kind of thing, which is a good uh, ratio. Yeah. For, for new to old games with new off, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was pushing for this because we were talking about doing an adventure game poll and I was just like, man, you know, I... I included Comrade. it on the, list
1: of, uh, on the list of things and you're like, oh, we should just do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I want Cole to play it and, uh, you know, I step back from Comrade and then Comrade's on a hiatus and is going to reboot as something else. Um, so Comrade didn't get a chance to talk about it and I really wanted to talk about the Moid Park, mm-hmm. which is uh, at least tied for probably my favorite uh, adventure game hmm. point click adventure game like i love it so yeah. um can we talk about it now is a great time to play it um it just came out on ios it is uh they patched in new content there's an in-game hint line and also an in-game arcade mm-hmm. uh with mini games so it is a great time there, to check out the Boyd park there is a voicemail
1: message you can hear recorded by one cole
0: ross yeah
1: because I was a kickstarter backer uh, i think it's coming out on switch here pretty soon too
0: yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be out on everything. Yeah like they're they're making it really accessible and it's gonna be a great game for that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm only like think, a chapter
0: or two into it right now. Um but it's great. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm real proud of my boy. Yeah. Like I love uh and I love, you know, it, it's it's a, a whole other conversation that we don't need to get into at the end of this thing, but the uh you know, playing that I was just like, man, you know, I love old Lucas Lucas arts games. Mm-hmm. I am very much a Ron Gilbert as opposed to Tim Schafer guy, yeah. If I have to choose. Like I just think his design sensibilities are much better. Mm-hmm. You know, Tim Schafer is a really funny dude and, and has made some really good games, but like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm way in, in team. I don't think that is actually a dichotomy. I don't think there is like team yeah. Ron and, and team Tim, but no, if there was, I think I am a team Ron. I, guy. I, yeah. I really don't think that like the, 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 team dichotomy works when both of them get along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, they love each other and work together, you right. know, and, and a bunch of the games that are really good. Like, you know, Monkey Island two is both of them right. are involved in it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, just, it was just like, man, I, I fucking love this guy, and I'm glad he's getting to do this. And it was a really successful Kickstarter, and everything seems fine. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, and Gary, what are we doing uh, for our third game in November? For our third game, it is the winner of our poll. Mm-hmm. Um, we are doing ActRaiser for the NAS- SNES. We had our, uh, our Console Wars <laughs> poll. Um, if you patronize us on uh, patreon.com slash you get to vote in these. And uh Yeah. Actraiser.
1: Actraiser. SNES combination um God game and kind of like action platformer kind of deal. Yeah. Castlevania slash populace Yeah. Um, um Yeah. So this is going to be um fun to play. You know, a lot of people have talked about it. But uh we have only done one quintet game before, Soul Blazer. Um mm-hmm. and there's more to do. There's more to say. That is a strange studio that had a weird arc.
0: It definitely did. Yeah. Um Grandia fans. Hold your breath. Uh, or don't hold your breath, I guess. Yeah, that was going um, yeah. to say. Yeah, I'm trying to get rid of all the world's Grandia fans <laughs> in one place. <kind> of <laughs> oh, jeez. That's hostile. Uh, <laughs> Grandia fans, drink bleach. Um, oh, come on. I, I don't want that to be the case. No, no. Um, please don't do that. <laughs> so um, i have say but that yeah. for the Golden Sun fans. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I meant um, Grandia. Uh, I meant don't hold your breath. Right. Just because yes. we're a Quintet game doesn't mean... but uh yeah i'm looking forward to replaying that as well Mm -hmm. Uh, available on virtual console only for Wii. weird
1: yeah kind of a Uh, bummer mystifying um so astute listeners who happen to also have a calendar might be looking and saying hey hey gary hey cole um aren't there five thursdays in november what's the Mm -hmm. what's what's the deal uh the deal is we needed more time for for winter wrpg uh, and so we borrowed a week.
0: Yeah, it is uh, unquestionably the biggest game that we've done for the show. Yep. I think is the biggest game uh, that we have done. And I can't imagine uh, like, you know, I don't think anything's going to top it for a long time. No, no. It might be the biggest game I've ever played
1: outside yeah. of like EverQuest or something like that. Like yeah, a perpetual outside game? of something perpetual. Right.
0: So we are we uh, decided to bite a real spicy meatball for uh, new weekly new weekly stuff. So yeah. if you if you. Don't like, um, you know. The response to WAF Two has been generally uh, good. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the shorter episodes, like if you don't like the ninety-minute episodes from time to time, um, part of that is in service of doing these huge things we have no ability to cover otherwise, right? Um, so when we talked about being ahead, we are ahead for a reason, and it's because we have like a three hundred-hour game in <laughs> winter. So it's yeah. it's the uh, you know get used to that we'll we'll talk about that uh, next month, right? Um, but yeah, so that's gonna be a, a five-week ordeal yep Uh, begin your speculation now i mean astute people have figured out i'm sure (laughs) there aren't that many games that that fit this criteria right that's right it's uh skyrim online or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yep yep That special uh, mod for skyrim (laughs) yep yep it's it's, it's it's a remake yeah. Um, uh,
1: but suffice to say, I'm really excited about what we have uh coming in for the rest of the year. Um and we're looking at a pretty fun next year as well, based on the stuff that's filling in. Uh yeah. Gary, we're gonna be in Portland, Portland, Oregon, uh shortly
0: after people hear this. I will continue to be in Portland. Well, I mean, um we're yeah. gonna be doing the uh Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Mm-hmm. Um if you know, we've done that. A bunch of years now in a row mm-hmm. if you've never been uh if you're in the pacific northwest or you want to treat yourself to a vacation um consider it it's mm-hmm. very fun um it's a beautiful city yeah you will uh get to come and say hi and hang out with us yeah um, we're going to be doing a, a meetup um we're going to be tabling all weekend and we are going to be doing a live show um a live presentation on warioware um primarily you know the warioware inc the uh, the first game but uh, we'll talk about the series because it is a series that uh, hasn't had tons of changes to it, yeah. so we want to cover that. You uh, bet your ass kind of I'm part. talking about Twisted. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is a great uh, series. I, I started replaying it uh, in preparation, and, like, I love WarioWare. It's, like, mm-hmm. a secretly one of my favorite Nintendo franchises. <laughs> like, And, God, like, I just – I want to do – you know, we do this live, like, really sit down and pay some attention and talk about how – Good and weird of a character Wario is. Oh, um, that's going to be like 90% of the
1: time. I love Wario. <laughs> I, I just... <laughs>
0: Why'd you say that like Otacon?
1: I love wario
0: it's it's because uh i i his mom seduced me that's that's, that's why i said like otacon (laughs) because mom mom was trying to (laughs) suck my dick and i I mom (laughs) mom was was all up off yeah wow wow was trying to suck my dick and i couldn't turn her away so uh, i'm a Kojima character hello Uh, um, (laughs) yeah my creator did not jerk off do this Mm -hmm. um but yeah wario is just like man like I love that Nintendo made this just, like, repulsive Gin Blossom Goblin to, like... (laughs) To cavort? Yeah, just to cavort around gold coins and, like, grunt and fart (laughs) his way into our hearts. Like, Wario is so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, into it. Into talking about him. Uh, I think that uh, most of the heat is around Waluigi these days uh but i think we can bring i think i think we can uh bring warrior back into the zeitgeist at least for the 30 people who will be in that room. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um i will say this, uh i don't mean to like fill out time on this. If you have been thinking like, huh, i don't know if i want to go to a gaming convention kind of thing," uh i can say the PRGE, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo in Oregon, uh is a very pleasant uh positive environment that has a minimum of BO.
0: Yeah yeah it's it's too big for for biao yeah like it uh it airs out well (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. so that 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 is my other nice thing i'm getting excited my brother chris is going to be there oh yeah yeah
0: so (laughs) um and we're sharing the weekend we're sharing our table and meet up and stuff with the retronauts guys yeah so come say hi to those guys as
1: well um it's gonna be real fun please do and watch social media for all of the details about
0: what's gonna happen absolutely um, if you want to support us, if you want to vote in those polls, if you want to, you know, we mentioned, uh, transistor was an executive produced, uh, game. That is our fancy way of saying, uh, a patron, uh, patronize us at a level and was able to dictate that to us. Say like, Hey, you know, it's a negotiation. It's not quite a dictation, but you know, somebody else decided for us to cover that game. We're very happy to do it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's because, uh, somebody was generous enough to, uh, patronize us at a certain level at patreon.com slash Yeah, feed TV. Uh, that is how we are able to do all this stuff. That's going to pay for Cole's hotel and flight. Mm-hmm. to to come out here um, that is going to pay for us to buy all the wario games to play mm-hmm. uh, so we can talk about them uh, and be at least semi-knowledgeable about the wario lore uh, <laughs> that is is extant um, so that is that is a huge deal if you want to support us um, head on over there and as little as a dollar a month helps and everything you can afford above a dollar also uh, gets you cooler stuff and helps more so yeah.
1: and a huge thanks to everybody who has done so so far
0: yeah absolutely um, we really do appreciate it, and then ratings, reviews, things like that are also very helpful. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I think that's probably about it. Think so. Yeah. Um. Um. What uh? What should they watch out for? Here okay, we don't know how to end these at all. Yeah, I don't think we usually do that for the appendixes, mm-hmm. appendices. Appendices. No, we no, just say good you, night. Do you just want to trail off? Yeah, we get. I mean, yeah, I, I think that seems like an okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah and, and